it's unpleasant and quite jarring to the system whenever we hear such news but it's not your pain you know some woman somewhere went through this horrific experience and no matter who i am no matter how powerful i am i can't undo that pain what i can do is hold space for that pain and not be selfish in that moment and only think about how this affects me if reading one post triggers me and ruins my day then the actual self compassionate thing to do is not to avoid potentially triggering content but to cultivate better emotional resilience Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host Krati Mehra, and in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us, so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a really really good day. And if you're ready, we're going to now dive into the episode. So, first things first, we know that the world has become so chaotic and we are dealing with so much uncertainty on a regular basis and it's the kind of uncertainty that none of us are actually equipped to deal with. Uncertainty and fear that's brought into our lives by almost constant political instability, war, a pandemic, a rapidly changing technological environment. Personally, that scares me more than anything else, and there's just a lack of reliable structures as well. So, none of us have the education, the training to deal with all of what we are dealing with. None of us do, and it's made so much worse by the fact that we also refuse to be supportive of each other. The world is so divided right now. There is almost constant debate on how Gen Z is lazy, millennials are too passive, it's men versus women, this religion versus that religion, and everyone is just hell bent on proving their point. Even the experts like coaches, professors, thought leaders, basically the people we look to for guidance are so attached to their own ideologies and perspectives that they forget that at the base of all of their work and every conversation what they are discussing are human lives human emotions everything is a fight everything is a controversy waiting to happen and it's leaving very little room for empathy and support so what i want to talk about today is that we get the external support and help that we can but more importantly we learn to be our own support system develop an internal system capable of seeing us through difficult challenges Now there is a general shift towards a softer approach to life. The self-love, self-care narrative has really taken over, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also creating people who are less resilient, unable to withstand even the expected and accepted stress of life, like the kind that comes from competition, jobs, relationships, and if we are not equipped to deal with that, we are definitely not prepared for the unexpected curveballs that life may throw our way which as we talked about at the very start of this episode is the new normal constant exhausting uncertainty it's the new normal and we really need to develop mindsets characters that can withstand such pressures and this is especially true for mission focused people and who want more out of life people who have big goals and ambitions and not just in their career but in life as well 
what such people need is an approach that allows for self-compassion and care, but that also holds them to a higher standard that pushes them to be tougher in the healthiest of ways. And we are going to discuss that in today's episode. So we know that the world is divided between two approaches, right? That are constantly being pushed at us. There is the, the one approach is hustle and grind till you reach the finish line. And the other approach is the gentler, self-loving approach. But what is needed, as I said, is an approach that allows for both self-compassion and resilience. We need both tools in our toolkit. We should be able to be gentle and slower and more mindful when that is what is called for. But when life starts to push us around, we need to also have the gumption, the resilience to fight back and hold our own and not only survive, but thrive during difficult periods. That's the most important part. Because here's the deal, life will always give you a reason to quit, but to fight, to fight, you will have to dig deep and look for the kind of inner strength that's only honed through suffering. Something that there is very little conversation about that. So if we always go for the option that allows for an easier life, when life takes away all the options, you'll be done for. You'll, You'll go under so fast. So let's talk about what are some things we can do to be self-compassionate even as we cultivate mental toughness and hold ourselves to a higher standard. The number one point I want to make is that you learn to identify the difference between genuine inner strength and mindless aggression, genuine compassion and passivity. Okay, let me share some examples here. If you quit your job because you think you're not being treated fairly or you go the activist route and start a fight as the very confrontational Gen Z likes to do sometimes, on the surface of it, it seems like such a bold, courageous thing to do. But having a conversation quietly in the privacy of a meeting room, letting your superior know what it is that you want, make yourself vulnerable, share your needs, hopes and dreams, that's actually the harder thing to do. And then to actually work together with your boss to come up with a solution that's considerate to both parties, that's even harder because it requires patience, tolerance, and empathy. So much less dramatic, but it requires a certain kind of strength to be executed. And this is a situation that we definitely all need to understand more when we want something out of life where other people are also involved, how best to go about it, how not to be confrontational, and how best to leave room for the other person's needs as well so that you can actually come to a solution that works for both parties without breaking apart the structure that your life is standing on what we talked about with the job the same goes for relationships to ghost someone is the the easiest thing to do but what's harder is to actually have a conversation and give consideration to the other person's side of things also We can't stand to be criticized. We can't tolerate the idea of someone not agreeing with us or even just bringing a different perspective into play. So we created the cancel culture. We demand for things. Women's empowerment movement has taken weird turns. But when you demand for things simply for being a man or a woman, that's not strength. That's entitlement. We directly or indirectly through the people we choose to surround ourselves with or the people that we shun, Try to find validation for the path we are walking, forgetting that the very premise of conviction is grounded in the kind of confidence that doesn't require validation. But this is a quality that you only see in people who have forged their strength through suffering. This quiet self-assurance that doesn't care about the external negativity that walks its own path and works to its own value system. 
That is a quality that has to be cultivated, right? Then let's come to self-compassion. Because of the rising cases of burnout, self-compassion and self-love has led people into choosing paths that are kinder to their health and well-being, which is all good, right? But there's a gap in our understanding here. Burnout is rarely about the job. It's more about your lifestyle choices and how you're choosing to run said job and the rest of your life. Self-compassion is not only quitting your job and going to a retreat, it's also turning off your phone an hour before bedtime and making that bedtime early enough for you to get adequate sleep. It's also not turning on your phone for the first couple hours of the morning or at least staying off social media creating better rituals and practices and continuing to do the things that we are already doing in a healthier way. That can also prevent burnout. But this method, unlike the quitting your job and and going to the retreat route, this method demands that you set non-negotiable boundaries with yourself, not just others. And it demands that you have the self-discipline to actually stick to those boundaries. That's self-compassion looking a lot like mental toughness. And here's another thing that I would like to share with you guys that I would like to bring up, talk about, and hopefully start a conversation around it. It may not entirely fit in with the conversation, but it's something that I believe really speaks to our fragility. And what I want to talk about is are the trigger warnings before certain content pieces and certain types of news, the trigger warnings that are all over the internet now. So a few days back, I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across this post and it was a news reporter's uh, account. And she had this post up and the first slide was a trigger warning. And the next slide shared news about a woman who got raped and the details around that case. Now, here's the thing. It's unpleasant and quite jarring to the system whenever we hear such news. But it's not your pain, you know. Some woman somewhere went through this horrific experience and no matter who I am, No matter how powerful I am, I can't undo that pain that she has already suffered. What I can do is hold space for that pain and not be selfish in that moment and only think about how this affects me. I am not saying that reading news of this nature is easy on the mind or your energy. It's absolutely not. But unless you're going off to another planet where everything is unicorns and rainbows, such news has to be a part of your life. Not reading that news report doesn't make me oblivious to all the violent crimes happening in the world. So if reading one post triggers me and ruins my day, then the actual self-compassionate thing to do is not to avoid potentially triggering content, but to cultivate better emotional resilience. Because not reading all of that news doesn't make all of the violent crime disappear. It's, it's still happening around me and I know about it. Nobody is that oblivious as to actually believe that the world is rid of crime and violence. That's not going to happen ever, no matter how much you protect yourself from such content. What you're doing is you're just embracing ignorance. Learn to be present with your emotions instead. Deal with them as they come up and move on from them in a healthy way. We do get to be sensitive and shield ourselves from the harshness around us. But not in a way and not to the extent where we render ourselves ineffective when faced with unexpected challenges that may bring pain and heartbreak, which is where we are headed. If we continue to label everything as a trauma response and by plastering trigger warnings across all content, it's something that really bugs me. And it really makes me wonder if we have all become too fragile for the realities of life. And this is something we're all guilty of. I'm also someone who often walks away from a conversation that's 
too difficult that's centered around things that i can't help that i can't change that to me is the thing that bothers me most when i read news it's not that i don't know what's going on in the world it's just that i always end up feeling so helpless but avoiding such news is not the way to go what i have found is something that helps me go better is to find little ways to do something about what it is that's bugging me what it is that's bothering me that's making me feel concerned about the rest of humanity so even if it is something as simple as writing an email to someone in distress I, i'll do that or maybe send money to someone who needs it or maybe show up for some volunteer work whatever 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 i can do whatever fits with my schedule whatever i can do i'll do that and it will make me feel just a little bit better i'll still be disturbed about what i've read i'll still be upset about it but it's better than being so selfish and lost in your own world that you you have no ability to hold space for other people's pain and emotions so coming back to the point that i was trying to make this is why it's so important that you learn to tell compassion apart from passivity and learn the difference between true strength and aggression and this plays into my next point assess your choices before you act on them and by that i mean before you do anything make any choice ask yourself what is driving this choice am i trying to do what is right for me or am i doing what is easy and who will i become by making this choice consider all the examples i've shared with you the choice to quit walk away start a fight even it appears to be the bolder more courageous choice on the surface but it's actually the choice that very conveniently gives you permission to walk away without doing anything all the while still keeping the moral high ground the healthier choice is to have a conversation is to try and create change and and maybe do that without actually breaking anything have the patience and the tolerance to let the other person also share their perspective there are so many uh movements going on around us where the people who show up to protest the people who label themselves as the victims we get to hear a lot about how they are feeling what their opinions are on the subject but we rarely get to hear from the people who are being blamed people who are being demonized we need to change that we need to leave enough room and enough space for the other person's perspective and for the other person's emotions and opinions to be heard So before executing anything assess that choice for where it's coming from and where it will take you what you will become by doing what you're about to do ask yourself what would someone stronger than me or someone with a kind of success relationships or health that I want would do in this scenario that's a pretty good test to run your choices through i think uh, an example would be i've got back pain today so i'll stay in bed but someone healthier would probably get out of bed and spend some time stretching and doing yoga that choice requires you to be tough with yourself all the while doing something that's actually self compassionate so whenever you find yourself having to make a choice that will sort of shift things for you change how you show up change things within you hold yourself to a higher standard check in with yourself as to what is driving you is it your ego or is it your value system are you trying to do the right thing not just for yourself but for all the people involved in that situation then strive to be a little bit better than you were yesterday and that could mean being more tolerant stronger kinder even but make the choice that makes you a better person that holds you to a higher standard the next point is be character focused and not just goal focused Every choice we make contributes to our character. 
And our character matters more than anything else about us. It is our single greatest asset and it deserves to be focused on more than any goal or life vision. And yet we always talk about goals and rarely do people focus on character. Who am I becoming as I'm pursuing this goal and that life vision? Because here's the deal. No matter who you are, your life is unpredictable. It is going to be unpredictable always. And the only way to prepare for whatever life may throw your way is to have a strong character. That's the only way to cope with all the challenges of life. So for example, if having a fit body is my goal, let me not just focus on dragging myself out of bed every morning and forcing myself to do cardio. Instead, what I'll focus on is being someone worthy of that healthy, fit body. So I need to be someone who makes healthier choices all the time. Choices that require discipline, boundaries, self-respect. I need to learn to respect my body, not abuse alcohol and quit smoking, eat healthier food, go for regular medical checkups. Boundaries will force me to go to bed on time, not pick up the phone as soon as I wake up. Discipline would mean eating, sleeping, exercising at the same time every day. If I focus on these goals that are so character-oriented, I'll get the results I want so far as my fitness is concerned, but the results will also show up in other areas of my life because I am no longer working at just my body. I'm working on my character. I am truly transforming myself. It also gives your goals a purpose, which makes showing up consistently and on harder days somewhat easier. You know, people are always asking about how to always stay motivated. That's how you stay motivated having a bigger picture, working towards something bigger and working towards something that's going to impact every area of your life, that is going to change you at your very core. Now, this was a switch I made for myself and it really changed things in my life. So when my business was struggling and I was trying to do more and do it the right way, it was causing a lot of frustration and disappointment because the things that I was trying for, they were not happening for me. My health also started to suffer. Uh, So what I decided to do was, uh, because I was really having a very hard time generating any kind of positive results, I decided to shift my focus to become someone worthy of the life that I was trying to create. You know, I realized that, okay, nothing's working for me. So let me just abandon the goals for a little while and not abandon. And by that, I don't mean that I just stopped working towards them. I was still working towards them, but my focus shifted to my character and not just my goals. So I wanted to be a good daughter and always be present for my parents. I wanted to do more each day. I wanted to learn every day. I wanted to be disciplined and decisive. Decisive, that was a big one for me. If you've been listening to the previous episodes, you you know that that was something I was working on really hard, you know, making better decisions. I wanted to be someone capable of running a successful business, enjoy good health. I wanted to bring consistency to my work. So what I decided to do was bring discipline to my life. I built a routine that would accommodate my business and health needs and that would allow me to spend quality time with my family as well. And I made that routine non-negotiable. I wanted to make better decisions so I stopped asking other people for their opinions and started making my choices and executing those choices and seeing how things unfold. And after doing that for a long time, I finally found the confidence and a system that allowed me to make better, more independent choices. I can ask for help when I need it, absolutely, but I'm also more aware of how I want to maneuver things. That makes me more decisive. So focusing on my character started to change things in a way 
in other ways for the better. My business started to do better. I was hitting more of my goals and doing them effortlessly. So even though I shifted my focus away from my goals and onto my character, I was accomplishing more of my goals and doing it with a lot, like a lot more ease. I would recommend this so strongly that you don't just focus on your goals. Please, please, please figure out who you have to become to be worthy of the life you're trying to create, the larger picture here, and then focus on developing that character. I am telling you, even if you do it in small little steps, it is going to create wonderful results in your life. Okay, the next point I wanna make is sleep more. Why and how it serves us so far as self-compassion and mental toughness are concerned, it just gives us a way more fertile ground to build on. And it makes us more receptive to positive change. I work out better when I've slept more. I make better decisions. My mood is better and I'm more patient. So sleep is a very powerful thing. So please don't be dismissive of it. Anytime we we don't feel like we have enough time to do all the things we want to do, we always take that time away from our sleep. But trust me, if you're not getting enough sleep, a lot of the frustrations that you are experiencing in your life may be down to that. So get as much sleep as your body needs. And adequate sleep is different for everyone. There is no hard and fast rule as I understand it because for me, six and a half hours of sleep is enough. That's it. And then 20 minutes of nap in the afternoon. So I would like to say eat, sleep better, eat better, (laughs) exercise more, but let's not do too much too quickly. Let's just focus on sleeping more because you have to really integrate one healthy habit into your life for the results to show up and for them to compound over time. So start with this, start sleeping more it is the one habit that you can build other habits on and around i I promise you that point number five manage your perception perception in my opinion heavily heavily impacts your experiences in life the quality of the life you have especially when it comes to suffering failures criticism perception is everything there is this amazing quote by Naval ravikant your real resume is a catalog of your suffering That explains the whole point beautifully. And I've been quoting Naval Ravikant a lot, I know, (laughs) because I love his content. I've been, I read the Almanac of Naval Ravikant and it's a great book. I'm going to link some of his content and the book in the episode description. Definitely, definitely um, give some time to all of that. The book sort of has all of his, most of what he has shared, most of his ideologies. So if you can make time to read that book, it's, it's amazing. So as I said, so I'm going to repeat the quote here. Your real resume is a catalog of your suffering. The things that we are so desperate to avoid in life with good reason, right? Failure, criticism, rejection. We all want to avoid them. We want them to not be a part of our life. But these are the real building blocks of our character. Whenever I'm facing a big challenge in life, what gives me confidence is the fact that I've survived difficult circumstances before. It's a reminder of all the times that my life fell apart, but I found the strength to put the pieces back together. That knowledge allows me to take risks. It's the same for everyone. It's not remembering all the good times and the triumphs we've had that gives us confidence. It's always a suffering that we have endured and come out of that helps us do more in life. We are always proudest of the worst that we have experienced and survived. All the biographies we read, they detail the difficult circumstances that the person triumphed over. Now, I'm not advising you to seek out failure or rejection, but when they do come your way, if you maintain a positive perception, if you remember the value of all of those difficult moments, 
you will see them as opportunities for growth which will help you learn more and get out of those situations faster because without all the negativity clouding your mind you'll come up with better more effective strategies to move forward it's also the most compassionate approach because if you're not letting negativity overpower you you'll be able to really feel your feelings and be fully present with them without letting self judgment get in the way when your perception is distorted you are going to be very resentful you're going to be very angry you're going to be railing at life complaining about it instead of focusing on all that the moment is offering you criticism pain failures they always offer us immense self knowledge and they also offer you a lot of strength by going through those moments gracefully and by using those moments as a test for your own strengths and weaknesses so don't indulge in self judgment don't indulge in the victim mentality be fully present in those moments and let them guide you to a better version of yourself so much of what is offensive and painful in our life is related to perception which brings me to the next point no more victimhood the one thing that all truly strong and resilient humans have in common is the ability to hold on to their power their agency even in circumstances when nothing is going their way they always maintain this belief that ultimately their actions determine their fate not some arbitrary force of nature which is of course not easy to do when life is kicking your ass left right and center but it is the true assessment of your inner strength and of your love for yourself because when we play the victim we also give up so much of our dignity and self respect away so next time you find your life heading down a path that's painful that's difficult think about what you can do to help yourself Don't play the blame game and don't lapse into the victim mentality with repeated cries of why me that never helps it hurts your sense of power in and it also leaves no room for you to unravel the situation process the accompanying emotions and move on in the healthiest way possible when you are confronted with a challenge it's the moment for you to step up prove to yourself just how strong and capable you are and most importantly take care of yourself because it is only when life lets us down that we need care consideration and love and we need it from ourselves more than we do from others so use those moments as the opportunities that they are the last point i want to make here is step out of your comfort zone little by little so we are trying to hold ourselves to a higher standard we are trying to cultivate mental toughness but we want to do it in in a compassionate way right so that we don't throw ourselves into the deep end and end up getting hurt or burning things down so let's be compassionate with ourselves and do something every day or at least on a regular basis that pushes us out of our comfort zone that invites some risk some adventure some challenge into our life and that will help you bolster your strength and mental toughness and you can do this in small incremental steps See life may sometimes throw us into the deep end but before that happens let's challenge ourselves by taking on new adventures and by doing that add to our inner strength character and most importantly our faith in our ability to survive no matter what life throws at us I am an empowerment coach this is my bread and butter <laughs> talking about confidence talking about self assurance self reliance and I will tell you something This is something I've learned from my own experience and from other people. When life challenges you, what the people who are able to keep their cool, 
the people who come out as leaders, the people who thrive during those circumstances are always people who have a quiet kind of confidence. This profound self-assurance that's so deeply rooted within them that they don't have to dominate the room. They don't have to raise their voice to hold their own, to be heard, to make their presence felt and to do what is necessary for their life to keep continue moving forward. I mean, if you think about any argument between two people, that if there is one person that's yelling like crazy and then the other person is sitting quietly and making their point in a graceful, dignified way, it's always the memory of that person that stays with us. We are always more impressed by the person that's quiet, the person that's holding on to their dignity while the other person is losing their shit, right? That's how it is with life. But the only way you can have that kind of confidence is by challenging yourself, is by having a positive perception towards suffering, is by never playing the victim, never willingly giving up your power, is by using every single day of your life to cultivate mental toughness, to step up, to hold yourself, always hold yourself to a higher standard. It may not be easy, it may even feel very unnatural sometimes, but I promise you that once the storm passes over, you will find your inner world transformed. You'll have more faith in yourself and a foundation on which you'll be able to build a better, more resilient character. Most importantly, even if all of life's assurances abandon you and you are staring into a very uncertain future, a risk that we deal with on a daily basis, that quiet confidence and that ability to be graceful and delicate with your own pain will ground you and allow you to steadily move forward. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you've made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit, or maybe you just like hanging out with me, or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know, so if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one -on -one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care and I will be back soon with the next episode. Mm -hmm.